Hey guys, it's me, Nasty Andy. Did you miss me? <laughs> I missed you guys. I've just been busy doing me, working on myself, keeping myself on that high vibration, baby. <laughs> All right, guys, let's jump right into it. Today's segment is called Laugh a Little. Life doesn't have to be so serious. <laughs> and that's the truth, guys. Laugh more. Life is not that serious. Yes, it can be a doozy, but you gotta just throw some humor into it to get you through. Um, I learned that from my dad. My dad was a very humorous, goofy man, but he was very serious. But at, at times too, like he reminded me, like just laugh a little, Andrea. Just laugh because at the end of the day, Life is going to throw you some obstacles, but you just got to laugh through it and humor yourself. All right. So with that being said, I got a joke. <laughs> this one was great. I actually heard this on TikTok and I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> Why don't monsters eat ghosts? <laughs> Because they taste like sheep. <laughs> That's funny. I hope all you guys had a really good Halloween. Um, my Halloween weekend and my Halloween was... Eh, it was okay. <laughs> um, it was kind of a bust for me, I'm not going to lie. Um, I had planned out this whole entire costume. Like, you, you guys know me, if you've been listeners of me, like, you know I love Halloween, you know I like creating costumes and dressing up. Um, but I wanted to be Medusa this year, but unfortunately I didn't get to do that because I didn't really even have plans to go anywhere. Um, I was gonna have a Halloween party, but I ended up canceling it because nobody was even gonna show up. <laughs> so I ended up canceling that. And then like last minute, my cousin was like, hey, let's let's go out, you know? And I'm like, you know what? All right, let's do it. Um, but it was just, it was a shit show. It was... <laughs> Next year will be better, guys. It, it will be better. <laughs> so instead, you know, on Halloween, I stood home and I acted like Buffalo Bill in the mirror, putting on gloss in my heels and prancing around in my cute little outfits, <laughs> saying, I'd fuck me. <laughs> That's funny. I could just picture that, like the music and like that scene from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> but that's really how I was. I got all dolled up on Halloween and just like took pictures of myself and, you know, was just like in the mirror, like talking myself up. <laughs> that's funny. But like I said, like I really did. I attempted to go out, but the universe was like, no, bitch, you're going to get your ass home. Uh... My sister, I have two younger sisters, they're twins, they're 20 years old, and uh, so it was our first time coming up to the city. If y'all know, we're from the country, uh, Florence, Colorado, we're country bumpkins. So uh, 
you know, she's 20 years old. She just barely, you know, she's fresh meat. <laughs> so she decided, you know, I think I might go to a party up in the city in Colorado Springs where I live. And, you know, she called me and she's like, Andrea, like I got invited to this party. It's a college party up in your city. And I don't know if I should go. And I told her, I was like, girl, you need to live a little. Like you deserve this. Like come out to Colorado Springs, come enjoy the city, you know, experience new things. So I talked her into it. And, you know, I told her, I said, if anything goes wrong, you just call me and you make sure you send me the addresses to where you are. So if shit goes down, I can show up guns fucking blazing and tear those motherfuckers apart. <laughs> and she's like, OK, you know, so me and my cousin attempted to go out downtown Colorado Springs and it was a hot mess express <laughs> my my cousin's high heels fucking broke her shoes broke so she's over here you know walking like a fucking zombie milf in the club <laughs> so we had to leave but which is fine you know and then my sister something just kept telling me like let's go to the north side of the city because there's this other bar that we like to go to and dance. So something kept telling me, like, let's go there. You know, like my intuition, my gut was just telling me. And uh, sure shit, we get there. We just get there. And my little sister texts me and she's like, I need to talk to you. Like, can you come get me? And, she, you know, she was like shook. She was scared. So finally um, she calls me and she's like, I'm in a bathroom. I locked myself in the bathroom at this party. She's like, this creepy guy showed up and he was like an ex-boyfriend of one of the girls that was there. And he was like threatening everybody and, and said that he spiked their drinks and drugged them. And my sister, as he's saying this, my sister's like taking shots. <laughs> so she was like freaking out. And the poor thing, she was so scared, you know? And she's like in the bathroom and I could just hear it in her voice. She's like, Andrea, can you please come get me? I'm like, yeah, girl, like, let me check like the address and see how far we are from each other because, you know, the city is pretty big and, and it might take me a minute to get there. But it was so crazy and so random. When I typed in the address, I was literally three minutes away. So it was like God sent. Like he made me go onto that side of the town, on that side of the town so I could go and rescue my sister. You know, and it was, it was quite the experience. <laughs> so yeah, we ended the night with that. But uh, my spiritual guides tell me what to do. And I listen 100%. Um, I'm very grateful and appreciative of all my spiritual team. I make them proud. <laughs> and I'm a witch, guys. We all, we all know I give off witch vibes. I'm a light worker. I'm a healer. I let my light speak for me. I'm here to trigger you and I'm a catalyst. I bring that darkness to light and teach you how to alchemize your emotions. My soul is marked by my ancestors. I've been through hell, but it's the moments that break us that teach us how to live and be free.
I'm a student of life, baby. <laughs> I give gratitude every day, even for the little stuff. I give thanks to God every time I sit down for a meal. Not everyone has a table to sit at or food on the table. I teach my boys to give appreciation to God and the universe. Um, I remind them everything we have is because of faith and hope. I want to give a shout out to my boys, my, my two handsome baby boys. Um, I wouldn't be the woman I am today without my two sons. They taught me unconditional love, patience, endurance, and vitality. Not only did I go through hell, but so did they. So I give mad respect to my boys for being so strong. They are resilient and strong and my little warriors. Throughout the years, I never forced religion onto them like it was forced onto me. Um, religion was forced on me for many years. Um, and I made a promise to myself that I would never do that to my children, but, and I will stick to it. Um, their dad doesn't believe in God. So it's my duty to keep them open-minded and show them that our blessings do come from a higher power. When I was severely ill, my boys watched me struggle physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually, you know, and they witnessed the power of prayer before their own little eyes. They now know miracles can happen. Teach your children to believe in a higher power and believe in themselves. I got a story to tell you guys about my 14 year old. <laughs> You know, he is so my son. He is literally me, like in the male version. Like he reminds me so much of myself. It's, it's scary. <laughs> um, so yeah, my, my 14 year old, his name is Gage. Um, he's such a total love bug. He is a Gemini cancer. So he's, he's an emotional wreck. <laughs> but it's cute, you know, because he is in touch with his emotions and his feelings. And, you know, he does have a voice and he does use it. And, but he's just a total love bug, like a Casanova, you know, like a, a Don Juan de Marco. And he's known what he's wanted since he was an infant. Like he used to flirt with women all the time, everywhere we'd go. He's had these little dimples and these beautiful brown eyes. And all he just knows how to draw these ladies in, you know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. So my 14 year old son, uh, he has a new girlfriend every other week. Um, I call him Petey Pablo. <laughs> He's like Keisha, Shonda, Rhonda, Sabrina. <laughs> He is. He's like that. And like, I have to remind him, son, not everybody is ready for unconditional love. 
you know, because he's always like, mommy, like, why doesn't this work out for me? I'm like, honey, because they're not ready for what you have to offer. So don't, you know, don't stop being a beautiful being and don't stop giving love and loving yourself just because others aren't ready for it. Um, you know, and he does like, he realizes, okay, like he knows when to pull out and pull back of like from, you know, people that are not, um, reciprocating the same kind of unconditional love. And I taught him that at a very young age, like you treat people the way you want to be treated. And if they're not treating you the way that you deserve, then cut them out. Um, he's very emotionally intelligent and treats women with respect. And I've made sure that both of my boys know that to respect women and respect their elders and respect themselves. Um, when it comes to me, <laughs> you know, my boys, they're very territorial over me. Um, they don't like when men hit on me. They don't like men to even look at me. Um, let me tell you a quick story. My my boys are like two freaking pit bulls, like my hellhounds. They're by my side 24-7, you know, and they're just like, they'll bite you if you come too close. <laughs> <laughs> they keep you, they keep an eye on you. I'll tell you that. Okay, so let me tell you this quick story. We, uh, my boys and I, I decided to take them up to Blackhawk, Colorado, which is, um, it's a gambling mountain town, okay? And they have like, they have casinos, they have hot tubs, spas, pools, you know, restaurants. So we ended up going up there for my grandmother's birthday and you know she wanted the boys to come so we all got a hotel room at the casino and I decided to take my boys swimming with their cousins and you know we were having a good old time and uh I was sitting in the hot tub me and my cousin me and my cousins and uh we we're just you know having the time of our lives sipping on some cervezas and you know mingling meeting new people and my boys were in the pool and this guy, this really tall, handsome man, he comes over and he gets in the hot tub and he's talking to me, you know, and he's asking me, so where are you from? You know, what do you do for a living? And, you know, we're just kicking back, you know, shooting the shit. And I look over and I see both of my boys in the pool and they're just eyeballing me. And I'm like, oh God, like, don't even look at him, Andrea. If you don't give them eye contact, they, they won't they won't come to you. Like if I give my boys eye contact, I swear to God, it's like I summon them. <laughs> but yeah, so all of a sudden, you know, I I look down and the next thing I know, both of my boys are, one's on the left side of me and the other's on the right side of me, you know, and, and they're just sitting there in between me and this guy <laughs> and just, you know, trying to block it like they didn't want it to happen they're like nope and my oldest son Gage he's like hey I'm like hey bud what's up he's like not much what are you doing you having fun I was like yeah I'm just having a conversation he's like oh okay well I love you I'm like I love you too buddy <laughs> and my other son Jet he's like just sitting there and he's like mommy I love you 
I'm like, I love you too, babe. I'm like, mommy's talking, okay? And they're just both like, okay. And then they're like, who's this? <laughs> they were like interrogating us, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, <clears throat> all right, boys. You know, mommy's having a conversation. So you guys go back and swim in the pool and I'll meet you over there. They're like, okay. You know, so then it's like 10 minutes goes by and my boys are in the pool and they're just like staring at me. And I'm like, oh God, okay. And I told the guy, I was like, it was really nice to meet you, but you know, I promised my boys I'd go swim with them. So I'm gonna go swim with my boys. And he's like, oh yeah, it was really nice meeting you. And then I'm walking over there, you know, and finally I get in the pool and my boys are like, what took you so long, mommy? <laughs> I'm like, well, you know what? I can't be rude, you know? <laughs> They're cute though. It's it's funny. Like raising little gentlemen, they just they're protective of their mommy. Um they <laughs> they do. They adore me and I love my baby boys. Here's my thing though is like you know, even you know I'm having this conversation with that guy. Um at the end of the day, he was just looking at me like uh I was a snack. And a lot of men look at me like I'm a snack and like they're hungry, like they're starved. They haven't eaten in years, <laughs> but they're rubbing their hands like Birdman licking their chops, you know, like get the fuck out of here. Like you couldn't even handle this. <laughs> a lot of men crave me, but can't digest me. Okay. I'm a delicacy. Only few can appreciate my unique, exquisite taste. <laughs> know your worth guys don't settle be patient with yourself don't force feed your ego with just anyone or anything be selective of what you feed your mind body and soul okay and with that being said I have a quote this is from my one of my favorite books acts of faith daily meditations for people of color a strong man masters others. A truly wise man masters himself. And that quote is by the wisdom of the Taos. There are so many scars inside of people of color. It is incredible that we survive. Scars from childhood memories. Scars from dreams deferred. Scars from words, incidents, and our judgments of them. We cover the scars with personality, habits, and sometimes drugs, sex, and alcohol. We take our wounded souls into the world and pretend that we are not hurt. Yet every time we are confronted with an, with an event, sim, event similar to the one that caused the scars, the wounds are reopened. There can be no healing in our external world until we give intensive care and healing to our internal wounds. We may think we do not know what to do. We do. We must first admit that the wounds exist. We must be willing to examine them, touch them, and expose them to ourselves. Then we must wrap them in the most potent antiseptic there is, love. Here's an affirmation. Today I will nurture my wounds with love's light. Oh, I love this. It's just I love this book. It's such a beautiful book. 
But yeah, I I just needed to share that with you guys and, and remind you to be kind to yourselves and love yourselves, guys. Remember, on this spiritual journey, you will lose friends of many years. Family becomes strangers and strangers become family. When you're in alignment of your higher self, what no longer serves you will fade away. Staying on that high vibrational frequency will attract what is meant for you. Don't forget, pray for what you need, not for what you want. This is your journey, no one else's. You're on your own time. You're resilient. You are powerful. You are in control of your own emotions. Laugh laugh often. Love more. I believe in you. Believe in yourself. Love yourself. And always, always remember, I love you. Namaste. Mwah!